Hey there, we're the Westlop Pirates and welcome to the show. We're here to share our thoughts on Northwestern athletics and college sports with thoughts and analysis from the visceral to the statistical. We run our tailgate with the red pirate flag flying high above as we give no quarter, especially the fourth. I'm Sam Walter. I'm John Lacombe. And I'm Eric Scuzz. No stinking badgers. Scouser. <laughs> Continuing our summer previews, uh, October 10th. Uh, no, excuse me. Uh, continuing our summer previews, October 8th, uh, Northwestern comes home after a trip to Penn State to take on Bucky and the Badgers. Um, you know, Wisconsin, whew, uh, you know, 9-4 and four last year with a win in the Vegas Bowl. But uh, that, that defense, John, um, kind of something else. So... Heading into last year's preview, when we were talking about the Wisconsin defense, I described that defense as easily the best unit in the conference, having no apparent weaknesses, and, quote, flipping terrifying. So I want to apologize right now for underselling the 2021 Wisconsin defense, because holy shnikes. This was the number one total defense in the nation by 30 yards. Wisconsin led the Big Ten in total defense, scoring defense, run defense, and pass defense, and they were second in sacks and interceptions. You fold in just how putrid the offenses in the Big Ten West were last year, and Wisconsin surrenders, wait for it, 239 yards a game 239 yards a game now wisconsin is going to have to replace a massive amount on this defense to keep that cheese head shaped death star uh capable of like destroying alderaan right um but i don't want to talk about that right now we'll get there can we I can i just pa- can i just pause on 239 so yeah, Wisconsin's had a really good defense for years. In 2020, it was 300 yards per game. In 2019, it was 287. In 2018, it was 344. 2017 and and 2015, they got down to like into the 260s. 239 is preposterous. Right, and you know who was second? Georgia. And put a pin in that because Wisconsin was 30 yards better than Georgia. Think about wow. the Georgia. Oh my roster. god. So with that in mind. I don't want to talk about what Wisconsin has to replace going into this year. I want to talk about who Wisconsin doesn't have to replace. Jim Leonard. Calling Jim Leonard one of the best defensive coordinators in the country is an insult to Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard is easily the best defensive coordinator in the country. It's not close. The only defenses that perform even close to Leonard's on that year-to-year basis, all those numbers Scuzz just rattled off, are like Georgia. They're stocked with five-star recruits. It is so friggin' dumb that Jim Leonard is still in this job. He should have been he should have become a head coach years ago. What more could you possibly want from a head coaching candidate? He's young. He's unbelievably good at defense, and he has a really deep NFL pedigree and connection to that league. How in God's name is he still an assistant coach at Wisconsin? I just want to pause here to remind everyone 
that a huge selling point for Jim O'Neill coming into Northwestern to everyone other than Pat Fitzgerald was his connection to Jim Leonard. (laughs) And that same 3-4 Rex Ryan coaching tree that Leonard came out of, it made perfect sense at the time that other teams would want to do everything possible to copy what Wisconsin was doing with Jim Leonard, which is just another reminder of how, like, gaslight, brain-breaking ridiculous it is that we hired Jim O'Neill and they didn't, didn't do that thing. Anyway... The titanic rebuild that Wisconsin is looking at in this unit starts with the linebackers core. We said this wouldn't be worse than a top three linebacker core in the nation last year. That was absolutely the case. There might be a little misconception looking kind of at the numbers last year um, uh, about this group because of just how awesome Leo Chanal was. He had 115 tackles, 18 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks. But when one guy at Wisconsin in the linebacker core has a stupid 59 solo tackles, that doesn't mean that all of the other guys in the core wouldn't have gotten the guy if Chanal hadn't gotten him by himself. The truth is, this was an absolutely stacked core last year. And the departures of Jack Sanborn and Noah Burks are also a really, really big deal. But here's where the Jim Leonard piece of this comes in. Because Nick Herbig still comes back in this core, and he had 14.5 tackles for loss and 9.5 sacks last year. And you can look at how guys like C.J. Getz had 3.5 tackles for loss and 2 sacks in extremely limited duty last year. And no, this group isn't going to be as good as last year's group, but Leonard is going to position it for maximum success. And greatly helping that group succeed will be the return of land war in asia size nose tackle Keanu Benton, who fortunately for Wisconsin decided to bypass the NFL draft. It seems like Wisconsin always has a guy like this, just like they always average above three bills across that three-man front, and just like they always deliver up front so the linebackers can go to work, Keanu Benton is that guy in all caps. Wash, rinse, repeat on this defensive line. Now, in the secondary, just like in the linebacker core, Wisconsin loses a ton. Fayon Hicks, Caesar Williams, Scott Nelson, Colin Wilder. That's seven picks, 21 passes broken up, and 148 tackles. Every one of those guys was excellent. So if there's a weak spot heading into the Wisconsin defense in 2022, it's right here. But in very un-Wisconsin fashion, UW has gone to the portal to try to plug holes here. Wisconsin will probably start two cornerbacks this year, Cedric Dort Jr. and Jay Shaw, who started for Kentucky and UCLA last year. So neither of these guys was incredible, but they were both solid Power 5 starters. And then running back that theme that we discussed with the linebackers, safety Hunter Wohler had three tackles for loss last year as a reserve at safety. And he was a really big recruit. So obviously, Leonard's going to have really big plans for him. So, to sum up, Wisconsin's going to have to break in new interior linebackers, but the Badgers are going to protect them with great outside linebackers and a great line. Wisconsin's going to have to get that new secondary unit to gel, but they're going to support that secondary with an awesome pass rush led by Nick Herbig. In other words, 
you sort of have a situation where things could theoretically tip either way. And presiding over those situations will be the guy who's literally better at this job than any other coach in the country. So then consider the pile of offensive mediocrity that the Big Ten West is probably going to serve up this year and ask yourself, how do you think this situation is going to work out for the Badgers? So will this be the number one defense in the nation by 30 yards? No. I mean, probably not. I don't think so. Um, But despite all of this turnover, I don't see a lot of weak points here. Yeah, I know I'm not dumb. I know the Badgers have to replace eight guys. I just think they're going to do it really well. Um, And honestly, my biggest hope is that when we get to this point next year, Jim Leonard is gone. Because him still being defensive coordinator in Madison is an insult to him. uh, And it's sure as hell a crap situation for the rest of the Big Ten, including us. And speaking of us, how do we succeed against this defense? I mean, the shortest answer is that we don't. Um, By the time we play this team... The cornerbacks, who, again, started for Power 5 teams last year, will probably have settled in. Um, This team is probably going to be really, really good at getting to the quarterback, led by Herbig, who's probably going to have a monster year. It's kind of hard to believe that a team that's phenomenal at getting to quarterbacks all over the Big Ten isn't going to get to our quarterback. Um, The best hope, probably, is to smash them inside and try to get to that second level against those new inside linebackers and just hope to grind out hard yards. I mean, we have a lot of history of doing that against Wisconsin and winning these ugly games. But, I mean, you know, the answer here is probably not the answer that you want to hear. Um, If we're not locating passes and finding ways to make it work against this new, at least new to Wisconsin secondary, we're going to get stonewalled by this defense. Uh, So, Scuzz, John made mention of the weak uh, offenses in the Big Ten West. Um, Graham Mertz is certainly, you know, not the second coming like he was touted to be going into his career at Wisconsin and after that very first game where he missed one pass. Um, What do we make of the Badger O? So this is going to be a pretty typical Wisconsin Badgers offensive preview that is going to sound an awful like last year's great running backs, potential improvement on offensive line, uninspiring targets, a wide receiver and a big old question mark at quarterback. Um, I think if they want to win the, the West this year, uh, unlike last season, they, um, the O-line has to be better, has to continue to improve. And um, Mertz, Mertz has to dramatically improve. He has to look like second half Mertz and not first half Mertz last year. Um, so going into 2020, I noted, or I'm sorry, going into 2021, I noted how 2020's Badger offensive line was the worst in years. And I expected them to rebound. Um, they had a good set of backs and it just was unlikely they were going to be that bad again. Um, I was all over Chaz Malusi, uh, the transfer from um, Clemson, who was uh, pretty decent for Wisconsin, their second leading rusher, averaged almost five yards per carry, five TDs, uh, 800 plus yards. Uh, I totally whiffed on Jalen Berger being um, completely ineffective and being relegated to the depths of the running back chart and transferring away from Wisconsin. Uh, And like most everyone else, I resigned uh, Braylon Allen to the, quote, also receiving votes category as a young Wisconsin running back. Allen was simply spectacular. Um, The offensive line was a little bit better when you dig into the, the stats, like 
they weren't they weren't spectacular by Wisconsin standards, which just I think puts a bullet on Allen's performance is how good he was last year. Uh, twelve hundred yards rushing, twelve TDs, averaged six point eight yards per carry. I mean, this is like Monty Ball, James White type running back that Wisconsin has not really had um, in in four or five years. Um, he is the primary reason to be excited about Wisconsin's chances to make good on that spectacular looking defense because um, one of their biggest problems in 2020 was that uh, their their play action game was neutered by a really poor rushing attack and uh, really poor run blocking by the offensive line. Now they got some of that back last year. Like I mentioned, like the line was 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 all right. They turn over the right side of the line this year, so they only have three returning starters. Um, and it's frankly a little concerning to see some of that ugliness from 2023 persist last season. Uh, they were mediocre on standard downs. They're really great at running third down draws, like like incredibly so in terms of yards gained on, on passing downs. Um, they were excellent in pass protection on first and second down, horrible on third down. But here's the really shocking thing. Wisconsin was in the bottom 20% of college football in power statistics, i.e., Converting third and fourth downs with less than with two or less yards to go. That is Wisconsin. That is Wisconsin. Exactly. It's stunning. Um, they also they also struggled against good teams to run the ball. And I just to me, that's a sign that the pedigree and development, their line, the pedigree and development of their line has taken a hit the last couple of years. Um, now, maybe confounding this is that Mertz was really awful on third down. Um, he was below 50 percent completion, like six of his 11 picks came on third down. Uh, like maybe they just became kind of one dimensional and predictable in those, in those spaces. And it was, um, it was tough for them to, to, to get out of a rut there. Uh, but I mean, if this continues, you have to start to wonder about the identity of North of, of, uh, of Wisconsin. I, I don't actually think it's going to continue. I think the offensive line is continu- going to continue to improve. Um, they have a second year with Allen who's, who's excellent. The much bigger conundrum is in the passing game. Could Wisconsin march to the West Championship on the strength of their D and their running backs? Sure, they've done it before. Um, But Mertz can't torpedo them like he did in 2021. Check this out. So that incredible defense you just heard about. Against Notre Dame, not an amazing offense by any standards, but they held Notre Dame to three yards rushing on 32 attempts. Wow. (laughs) Jack Cohn the former Wisconsin quarterback was able to throw for 239 yards against this defense. However, what killed Wisconsin in that game was they were minus four in the turnover battle. Mertz threw three picks, including two straight pick sixes. That's, that's what lost in the game. Yeah. That was at the end. Things like all of a sudden they got blown out late. Yeah. Minus three in turnovers the first week against Penn state minus two in turnovers in week four against Michigan. The other two other losses um like this was the this was the achilles heel last year was when mertz got squirrely with the ball now the second half of the season um they ran through purdue iowa rutgers northwestern nebraska before losing to minnesota um they were plus turnovers in all five of those wins uh the running game really got going uh behind behind allen um, interestingly, like the run D kind of fell off toward the back, back of the year, they gave up hundred yards, uh, to, to Rutgers, to us, to Nebraska. Um, but regardless, like Mertz was the problem. If he can't improve this year, it, it's no good. I mean, he, he threw, <laughs> I wrote this stat down. I think it's funny. So I'm going to say it, um, even though I'm a little out of rhythm, 
he threw 110% more interceptions in 2021 with only 40% more attempts. His completion percentage worsened from 2020 and his yards per attempt didn't crack seven. He still checks down and throws short way, way too much. So I think to add uh, to the troubles that Wisconsin might have in the passing game last uh, this year, last year's receiver core was very senior laden. Um, you had Danny Davis is probably the most experienced guy. You had a really good tight end in Jake Ferguson and then um, a pretty athletic uh, receiver in Kendrick Pryor. They're all gone. They were the top three receivers uh, between them. They caught over 100 balls. Um, Mertz only completed 169 passes. So this is like the vast majority of his of his target set. Um, none of them cracked 15 yards per, per catch. So that that was I mean, it's kind of amazing that um, Braylon Allen was able to average 6.8 yards per attempt with so little downfield passing threat. Um, this year, uh, so Kymir Dyke is back. He caught 19 balls last year, um, but everybody else on the team is like had very little usage. Um, they get a transfer from UCLA and Keontes Lewis. Uh, he's a he's a three star that did not play his freshman year at UCLA. Um, but there's just, there's just very little in the way of of game breakers or or big play receivers, um, and they're also all reliant on Mertz getting them the wall, the ball. I think to take this offense up to the next level, which is really what Wisconsin wants. I mean, yes, they want to win the, win the West, but they've won the the West many times. It's that Big Ten championship game against a Wisconsin or against an Ohio State or or a Michigan or a Michigan State that that that's that's where they want to to make their hay and go to a big ass bowl game and put a national statement out there. And Mertz has to play above 60 percent completion um, for them to do that. He must reduce his picks. He has to process and make faster decisions. He has to find ways to attack downfield. And he, he doesn't exactly have the the set of receivers to do it. Now, now if Allen is incredible and the offensive line can improve and the play action game comes up, comes back into play, like ideally for Wisconsin, that, that really limits the exposure of Mertz on third downs and opens up um, their, their, their options a whole lot more. Uh, Interestingly, they have a new offensive coordinator this year who comes from the Baltimore Ravens, which is um, a strange fit. It it makes me think that the Badgers might skew even further into running the ball and in in more creative ways and a lot of misdirection, et cetera. Like Mertz is not a really great fit for that. He's not super athletic, but um, I like at the end of the day, this, this offense should be more than good enough to win the West. Um, It's just a question of, of if Mertz improves to lock that down or if he continues to struggle and hurt the team. If you or a loved one is seriously injured by someone else's negligence, hire Kent Simpson of the Simpson Law Group. After over a decade prosecuting murder cases in Chicago, Simpson opened his own firm focused on wrongful death and personal injury cases. He specializes in car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and other transportation accidents, as well as construction accidents, medical negligence, slip and falls, product liability, and more. Millions recovered for clients. No fee unless he wins. The Simpson Law Group. Compassion, empathy, and vigorous advocacy. Go to SinsonLawGroup.com or call 312-332-2107 for a free consultation and go Cats. All right, so let's talk uh, about the Badgers' schedule here. Um, Open up the season, Illinois State, then Washington State and New Mexico State all at home. Uh, They start Big Ten play at Ohio State before coming home to play Illinois. They're at Northwestern, at Michigan State, 
home for Purdue, home for Maryland, at Iowa, at Nebraska, and then finish up the season at home against Minnesota. Um, this is hard. This is yeah, a lot harder it, than it's, last year. It is. I think, you know, I, I, I almost have a – so on one hand, you can look right off and be like, I mean, what a crap non-con, right? I mean, it, I mean not non-con crossover, right? They're at Ohio State and at Michigan State. I mean, those might be the two best teams of the big – right. And it's like – but Ohio State and Michigan State, those might be the two best teams in the Big Ten East, and you're on the road against both of those teams. Paradoxically, though, um, one of the things is if you look at Iowa and Minnesota's crossover schedules, Iowa and Minnesota have pretty rough crossover schedules too. And I think regardless of how those games go for Ohio uh, – for Badgers at Ohio State and at Michigan State, and they might easily lose both of those games. It's totally possible. Um I still think their bread is going to be buttered against that West schedule. And then what I mean by paradoxically is this could very well be a situation where, unlike most other years where they end up facing Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, uh, the Badgers have gotten a look at Ohio State before that point and potentially can make adjustments or figure out what they need to do, et cetera. Um, I, John, I don't know that I agree with you about Minnesota. I mean, like, yes, they get Michigan State and Penn State on the road as 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 crossovers, but, like, that that Penn State game ain't, ain't as scary yeah, as it's been in, in years. True. And then their third one is Rutgers. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, again, you're more gun-shy of that Maryland game than I am. I'm just like, I think, I just expect Wisconsin. I just don't see Maryland stopping wisconsin's pass rush at all in that game um and again it's it's funny i mean to me at the end of the day i'm measuring wisconsin against iowa and probably minnesota and i think the profile of those teams is going to be similar in a lot of ways but i just look and and you think of of the defense all the defensive pieces that wisconsin loses and i know it seems like a lot of guys and it is a lot of guys but if you look at iowa and minnesota those teams are losing a lot of their best guys too and we just know the way that Wisconsin's capable of restocking the cupboard. But the offensive stuff is real. And again, I'm I'm saying I expect it to be those teams battling it out. Do I think it's going to be pretty? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> but but I think, you know, like if you ask me, like, is Wisconsin going to slog their way to like nine wins again and have a really good chance of winning the West? I, I do. Well, it, it is. I'd be really curious how Wisconsin is thinking mentally about that Ohio State matchup. It's their first Big Ten game on September September 24th. It's an away game. It would, I mean, it would appear on paper, given how strong Ohio State is, how few returning starters the Badger has have, given that it's that it's in Ohio State. I mean, it feels like a like a. If I'm the Wisconsin coaches, like you, you never want to instill any sort of like lack of confidence in your team. You want to, you know, of course they're going in talking about winning the game, but in my heart of hearts, I'm thinking like, this game's gravy if we get it. Like we don't need it, and it's going to be a great test. But we get to come back a week later and take out all of our frustration on Illinois, and then the following week Northwestern. And I mean, they're 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 staring at a five and one start probably without breaking too much of a sweat yeah i i would totally agree um and again i think you know those those west games are going to be interesting and obviously you know because you alluded to it that the season before this past season wisconsin ran into all kinds of trouble and it's not like things were lights out for them last year because that offense has just been the graham the graham Mertz era not a lot to write home about <laughs> but, but um 
Gosh, but, you maybe know, they should have uh, tried to keep Jack Cohen around. What? Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> but, but I mean, still, again, it's like there are plenty of other warts that, you know, in the West, right? And I'm just looking at, you know, that reconstituted Boilermaker offense. They're, you know, trying to make it work against this Wisconsin defense. I'm just not seeing it. And then, you know, we all know, we all know what Iowa's offense looked like against Wisconsin's defense last year. I mean, like, whoa, Nelly. And again, I know Wisconsin's losing a lot of guys, but it's Jim Leonard, and they're bringing a lot of really important pieces back. So, you know, this this feels like nine and three to me, and then a toss up, you know, with with what that means, right? Like I, you know, I suppose it depends on right how things shake out with an Iowa or with a Minnesota or something like that. Do we do we think that that November twelfth game in Kinnick is the Going to be the decider for who goes to Indy, potentially? I'm putting a pin in it because we haven't done Minnesota, and I want to hear what Scuzz has to say about the Gophs. But I, there's def, there's definitely a chance, though, for sure. I don't know. It just, it just feels like I don't think this Wisconsin team is bulletproof, and that's like four really hard road games and at least two tough home games. Um there, it feels like there's I mean, like, going to be a lot of carnage in the West. They're, 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 like, Wisconsin's just such a good home team. Like they, they have a bigger home road differential than I think any other team, and that's not because they're bad on the road. It's because they're so good at home. And to have to have Iowa, Nebraska, Michigan State, and Ohio State all, all on the road, like, they, I mean, they could beat Iowa and Minnesota straight up and still and still lose the West because if they're carrying losses to Ohio state and Michigan state and, you know, maybe one other goofy one, like a, like a Purdue or a Maryland as unlikely as those might be like, do, do those East losses count for the division? Yeah. I believe they do. Yeah. They, yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's conference record. So I like, I, I, I think, I think you're probably going to the wire in a year where nobody jumps out to me as having it figured out on both sides of the ball. Um, except for the Buckeyes. It feels like it feels like in the West probably like a six and two conference record, um, or uh, or I don't know, not six and three, um, six and th- God, I don't know, Pro- probably not, but I probably seven and two. I bet you takes the West, and could Wisconsin get there? Like, yeah, they definitely can get there, but um, they're they're gonna have to get that offense sorted out. I well, I say that as a knee jerk. Are they? I don't know. I'm I'm not expecting a lot of football to write home about in the West this year. I feel like they've got as good a shot as anybody does. I mean the ba- I mean if the Badgers are smart, they're just going to bludgeon teams, right? And 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 that should be good enough with with the exception of of three games on that schedule. Um, their their bye week is fairly late. It's Halloween weekend is their bye week. Um, so th- that's a, a a lot of games in a row. At- Do you think that leads to like? more insanity in in madison for halloween or oh, less insanity? Not, not having a game oh my god yeah well it's a great question um it's pretty insane there and you take uh take out the badgers i don't know that's a great question there's just so much there's just so much like impetus for gathering around the the the, the football game and people coming but i like halloween there's probably a big enough draw that it'll be yeah they'll, they'll just be able to focus on other stuff I don't know who the Packers playing that week. I don't know. <laughs> no, nobody cares. <laughs> uh, so what are we thinking uh, for a floor? 
Seven? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, oof, boy. So that's, oh man, that's a lot of losses. Um, I, 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 seven wins four, is what I'm saying. Like five losses. No, I know, I know. Um, I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, Un- one, unless, two. unless like Mertz has a step back or Allen gets injured. Like I, I just, I, I can't see them actually losing more than four. Okay. Me neither. Uh, that, I'm looking at the same thing. Sure. I feel like their floor is eight. Now their ceiling might. I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, well, could be eleven. Yeah, their ceiling could be eleven. I think that Ohio State game is. is yeah, I, I don't think they. Order, I don't think they can win that. But um, given where it is in the schedule and and where it is geographically, but um, everything else is is in front of them if they if they if they want it. Right, and again, it's like to, uh, my prediction's nine and three, and to get to nine and three, they can lose to Ohio State and Michigan State. And just get a split out of Iowa and Minnesota. And if they beat everyone else, that's still nine wins. Yep. All right. Uh, so there you have it on the Badgers. Um, we'll go ahead and leave it there for tonight. Uh, head to our website, westlawpirates.com, where you can leave comments and questions. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Pirates, And email the show, westlawpirates at gmail.com. Tune in next time as we give our visceral and statistical views on Northwestern athletics. Look for us in the west side of Ryan Field flying the red pirate flag because we give no quarter, especially the fourth. For John Lacombe and Eric Scousebun, Sam Walter, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.